six minutes after the hour. Welcome to the Around the House program. Welcome along for the next couple hours. We'll be here talking about that special place that you and I call home. And uh, top of the holidays to you and yours. We wish you, um, I I would sing it, but you'd all tune out after the first bar or two. We wish you a Merry Christmas. Anyway, uh, Chris and I are here for a couple hours talking about home stuff and we'd love to get you involved with the program i'm ken moon i'd like to talk to you 719-473-1240 we have a guest in the two o'clock hour the the second hour uh one of our friends from uh, three amigos plumbing this is a a sponsor i like to have my loyal sponsors come in from time to time and pick their brains and i'm really uh, curious about drain cleaning and uh the uh, options for uh, if you have an old drain at your house, sewer line going out to the street, uh, the uh, options for you that maybe you can save a little money, that kind of thing. So we'll talk about all those plumbing-type issues. And if you want to uh, ask a plumbing question, yeah, please call in. Otherwise, we'd love to hear from you. 719-473-1240. I have a list here. I've done this list for, I don't know, 20-something years. I don't know if I did it last year, Chris, or not. These are Christmas carols for the neurologically challenged. Okay, you gotta you gotta buy the premise. Christmas carols for the neurologically or psychologically challenged. Amnesia. I don't remember if I'll be home for Christmas. Narcissistic personality disorder. Hark! The herald angels sing about me. Ah. Multiple personality disorder. This is pretty cute. We three queens disoriented are. I like that play on words. Paranoid. Santa Claus is coming to get me. Borderline personality disorder. You better watch out. You better not shout. I'm going to cry and I'll not tell you not tell you why. Social anxiety disorder. Have yourself a merry little Christmas while I sit here and hyperventilate. This one, the last one's kind of cute. Attention deficit disorder. We wish you, hey, look, it's snowing. Uh, you, you, you get those, Chris? You don't seem real happy. It's been a rough week for me. So, been a rough, It has. It's been a rough week for Chris, but he's here. As a trooper, he is. Show must go on, right, Chris? Yes, sir. Yeah, I know Chris has had some. Lost a couple of friends this weekend. So, anyway, we hope we can cheer you up a little bit, Chris, today. This list, these groaners, um, Chris doesn't like pun-type pun groaners, but some of these are kind of cute, so I thought I'd share some of these with you. Why is Santa so jolly? The answer is because he knows where all the naughty girls live. I like that. Why is Christmas just like your job? You do all the work, and the fat guy with a suit gets all the credit. That's that's kind of cute. What do you call Santa if he lives in the South Pole? Bipolar, of course, you saw that coming. What nationality is Santa? I didn't know this. North Polish. Ah. What do you call Santa's helpers? Subordinate clauses. Now, there's a groaner for you. Hello. What did Santa say to his wife? It's going to rain, dear. This one is pretty clever. What goes, oh, oh, oh? That's Santa walking backwards. I got to think about that for a minute. What do you call people who are afraid of Santa? Claustrophobic, of course. What do you call an elf who sings? A rapper. That's kind of a stretch. This one may be the cutest one. What's the difference between the Christmas alphabet and the ordinary alphabet? The Christmas alphabet has no L. Ooh. Anyway, I have to think about those, Chris, right? Oh, 
Why did uh, finally? Why did the snowman want a divorce? Of course, because his wife was a total flake. Up and about, Anyway, thought you might enjoy a few of those. Maybe not, but it's my little attempt at Christmas humor. That Christmas carols for the psychologically challenged has been around for a long, long time. I first started using it here on the show uh, each Christmas back in the '90s, as I think something like that. Anyway, we're glad you're with us. We hope you had a good week and. As we move closer and closer uh, to the holiday, Christmas going to be on a Monday this year, which feels a little a little odd. You, maybe the middle of the week might be a little more handy or a weekend, but that's just the way it goes. So and New Year's Day will be a, a Monday also, so there's a <clears throat> three- or four-day weekend for you. Chris, we talked about this last year. I was looking at my little app on my phone. The sun goes down now, I think tonight at... Uh, at 4:38 p.m., and that's is that's going to be uh, as early as it goes down. So we're going to start creeping up in about a week or so, a little a minute here and a minute there, you know, one minute at a time. And pretty soon we'll be back to more daylight. So in the mornings it still gets a little darker for a few weeks, but in the nighttime when we need a little daylight at the end of the at the end of the day, I think. Um, about oh, four or five more days, it's going to start to get longer. Thought you'd like to know that. Make a little, introduce a little optimism in your life if you need some. Sometimes um, things, um, are, you know, get a little stressful for folks at the holiday. And I hope that's not the case with you. Chris, again, has lost a couple of friends this week and has our sympathies. But uh, again, the. Um, uh, we, we hope your holiday season is is a good one. It's a good time of year, to, especially if you got little kids around. I find that Christmas is not as that doesn't seem quite as joyful. I don't look forward to it as much as when I had little kids in my life. So the good news is I'm going to take a little quick trip at Christmas and see some some grandkids. So that's a good thing. Anyway, seven one nine four seven three one two four zero is our telephone number. It's uh, got some snow, got some moisture this week. That's a a good thing in our lives because our lawns and vegetation landscaping uh, really need a little extra drink of water in a, when it's a dry-ish winter, as it has been now for for, for several, well, actually uh, many winters, 15, 20 years now, as they've been low precipitation winters. We forget about seeds, perennials, underground uh, bulbs in our landscaping and our gardens they all need a drink of water as well as our lawn so that's good i hope you got a little fertilizer stuck on the on the lawn and uh, the you know within the last month or so because these this wet melting snow is excellent to carry fertilizer down into those dry roots that are uh, like that get desiccated in the winter time you know we see winter kill in the spring, those brown, random round brown patches—that's winter kill because of the because of the dry winters. Anyway, seven one nine four seven three twelve forty. We're going to take a quick break, and again, we're going to talk plumbing in hour number two with Brian from Three Amigos Plumbing. That should be fun. We'll do that next hour. We'll be right back. You know, I get more plumbing calls on the program than any other topic. And I found a plumbing company you need to call. It's Three Amigos Plumbing. Brian from Three Amigos will be here in the second hour. They're veteran-owned, great reputation, but the their big reason I really recommend these guys, no sticker shock. You know, a lot of 
folks, plumbers, you come to your house and you get the bill and it's half again what you expected. They want you as a long-term customer, so no surprises when you get your ticket from Three Amigos. They have the best prices in town on Bradford White and Ream water heaters. I love Ream. I have one in my own home. And if you live in an older house, we want to talk about this with Brian. You really need to get a sewer line checkup by Three Amigos. Who wants a plug-up over the holiday season? They include a free fiber optic exam with a TV camera of your sewer line when you have them clean it. So avoid holiday catastrophes. Call Three Amigos. Honest, upfront pricing, veteran-owned. You can't do better than Three Amigos Plumbing, 719-597-6763. Grandma got run over by a reindeer Walking home from our house Christmas Eve you can say there's no such thing as Santa, but as for me and Grandpa, we believe. Got a fix-it problem at your house? Ken Moon is here to help. Give him a call now at 719-473-1240. That's 719-473-1240. It's it's 18 minutes after the hour. Uh, Chris is looking up. I remember that novelty song from, gosh, back in the 50s, maybe? Elmo and Patsy. Oh, hell no. Okay, one hit wonders in the 50s, probably? Yeah, something like that. Mid-80s, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. It shows you how my memory goes. Anyway, good to have you with us here. Talk plumbing in the second hour. Brian from Three Amigos Plumbing. And we're going to ask him the origin of that name, which is, I, I kind of know it, but uh, it's a fun name for a plumbing company. We'll do that and have some fun talking about plumbing in general. Speaking of which, Dave says... Uh, I've got a small screw stuck in the disposer. I can't get it to move either way. Any ideas? Well, you didn't say, Dave, whether you use the crank or not. Most disposers come with a crank. It's a six-edged little gizmo tool, kind of an S-shaped tool. It fits into the hole on the underside of the unit. And if you just put it in there and crank both ways, even tap it with a hammer, and it'll break uh, free, hopefully, and rotate back and forth. Otherwise... You got to do it from above with a, a pry bar or a broom handle, but that's a last resort. Try that that tool, and I think I think you can get it to break free. And then some long needle nose pliers, get the screw out, and you'll be uh, you'll be all set. Steve is on the line on line one. We're going to get Steve on the air right now. Hi, Steve. What's going on, buddy? Good afternoon and Merry Christmas early on this. Super yeah, Merry Saturday. Christmas to you, buddy. Bluebird skies, tops down, fifty-five. Doesn't get much better. Okay. Anyway, going to run something by. Uh, we just finally finished after five month debacle, new roof on the primary place, which, by the way, costs half as much as my first house. Okay. And we still have win- we still have windows to go, and that would be vinyl frame damage from the hail. Yeah. And I've been trying to track somebody down. I've got an outfit called Complete Window Care, and they have come out and on twenty two of the twenty seven windows. They're repairing all of them. They've got great reviews for about a thousand bucks, which will make us and the insurance company happy. Because you start pulling windows, you got a huge cost. Yeah, I, I, the can they get parts for your windows? Apparently so, and they got great reviews. I'll let you know how that goes. My question is: this. Well, I've got a sponsor. You might want to call. I'm just for, it's always good to get a second figure. Uh, Dutch's Home uh, Improvement, if you want to call them. But anyway, go ahead, Steve. You know, I, 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 I called Dutch's and they don't do vinyl window frame repairs. Oh, they don't do repairs. Oh. Okay, very good. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. They just do uh, new installs. Yes. The question is this. Yeah. yeah. You know, the older you get, the more stuff breaks and the more you realize 
that stuff doesn't always go as planned. So my thought was, and I mentioned this to our roofing contractor, is that I sure think it would be beneficial to get an inspection after the roof is done just to make sure everything's right in terms of roof caps, plashing, and all that jazz. But I find out now rather than later because he goes, oh, no, it should be fine. Well, you know, what should be and what is are oftentimes two different things. Yeah. What do you think? Well, uh, the city will inspect it, of course, when they're all done. Right. He's pulling a, a – uh, you, you talk about you, you, you talk about roofing or windows now? Roofing. Oh, roofing. Yeah, roof, okay. Roof, roof is done. Roof is done. Windows to go. Did the city look it's at it? Out. Did the city look they're at it? supposedly coming out. They're, they're coming out. They're backed up. We've been, as you know, five months yeah, yeah. in the gunfire detection zone with all firing nails instead of bullets, but – it's been a while. Do you think it's worth a while after the city comes out to have an inspection of somebody that relooks at a lot of roofs and can go, well, this flashing might not be up to snuff, da da da? I think I would just let the city do it, Steve. They, they, they're not okay. going to just. Uh, I'm, those city inspectors get out a ladder and just take a look at the obvious. <clears throat> they look at so many roofs, they know where the weak points are. In other words, this, the things they see that are deficient most often. That's what they'll look for. So I would just trust the city to do it. Um, is it yeah, you, get, you getting a warranty? Yes. Okay. Um, no discount on insurance for the class four singles. But yes, there's a warranty. Some companies do have a discount for the class four singles. Class three and four are yeah. hail resistant. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised you're not yeah. getting a discount. What, what's going on? Do you know? I don't know. Some companies do. Some companies don't. We switched insurance companies. Uh, back to when we had shelter, and they do not. But huh, okay. it is what it is. But, yeah, talk about sticker shock. I've replaced a lot of roofs over the years, Yeah, like a couple dozen, 11 to 13 grand, and 23 is a sticker shock. <laughs> and we're not done yet. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I would uh, – you're – gosh, I'm sorry. I'm, I just feel bad that you're not getting that discount. But, you know, if you're not, you're not. I'm, I'm a little surprised – the first I've heard of a company not giving you some because class three is hail resistant. The class four is the ultimate. You know they test these by dropping Correct. ball bearings on them and that kind of thing. So uh, that should be that should save them uh, getting an, a claim somewhere down the road. And I'm very surprised about that. But anyway, I have to t- tell your folks coming in that I'm waiting for Cinco Amigo Plumbing five guys instead of three. <laughs> okay. Hey, listen. Have a good one. Uh, Merry Christmas. Thanks, Steve, for your call. 719-473-1240. This is an interesting email from Stan. I'm a first-time buyer of a 10-year-old house. That's that's good. There are squeaky floors, window issues, lots of painting to be done to the trim and walls. Garage floor paint is looking bad. I'm sort of overwhelmed. How can I tackle all this without feeling so frustrated? Well, good question. Instead of carrying all this around in your head, you got to put it on paper. Prioritizing is the first step in relieving that stress uh, you're feeling. It may take, you know, you may have to start over. It may take several tries to get your list together, making a list and checking it twice this time of year. And um, but here's here's some suggestions for you uh, to make that list. F- start with obviously. Safety concerns like electrical or furnace repairs, obviously those are first. You may not have any of those. Uh, Convenience items like uh, squeaky floors, bad paint, you want to get those done, of course, um, 
sooner rather than later because the main thing is you walk by them every day and you see them and it reminds you of the deficiencies and then a wish list of upgrades like maybe a microwave over the stove garage door opener uh, maybe finish off a bedroom but you'll be crossing items off off the list before you know it um and one recommendation which some people don't agree with me on this i like the idea of doing uh one room at a time because it gives you more satisfaction of getting work done uh that is do all the window coverings all the trim all the painting all the paint touch-up in one room and then go to the next one because that'll that'll kind of improve your morale a little bit rather than try to do all the paintings all the rooms that's not a good way a good approach um and so, so i hope that's helpful to you one of my basic rules of homeownership and i've talked about this on the show for many years is never walk by anything that's a good rule of uh, of thumb for uh, we homeowners in other words um Uh, there's a loose doorknob in your master bedroom or there's a loose railing going down into the basement Uh, stop get the screwdriver fix those one at a time otherwise you'll end up with a long list of deferred maintenance again it'll drive you nuts because where do I start you'll have to prioritize and do another list or two Uh, you don't want them piling up because all of a sudden there's 10 or 15 things that you need to do so never walk by anything i think is a good rule of thumb uh as you discover stuff stop and do it I'll, I'll give you a couple examples last last night i had a uh, looked down at my um, end table where i sit in the it's kind of an oak uh refrigerator style old-fashioned end table and there are a bunch of scratches and stain issues on on the top of it so i got up went and got my stain and, and a rag kind of run, rub the uh, the stain on with the end of my finger let that dry and put on some scotch liquid gold and got that done it's out of my life and i don't have to look at it because i was you know staring at it as i was sitting in my chair and th- that kind of thing once you notice it take the time to go get it fixed and then there'll be another item and another and another so uh that's the, the make the list prioritize on your list and then do one room at a time we used to have um that rule i was a uh chris you may be interested in this ho model railroader for years i was in a big club downtown and i've had two big layouts in my uh, adult life and we uh my uh, now a lot of guys like to do all of one thing for the whole i liked to do one section at a time so we would take a like as a little town we had so we do all the the landscaping the buildings the people, all the little details in that little town, maybe two or three feet long along uh, the main line of the tracks, and then go on to the next town or the mine or the uh, the, the mountain uh, ski area or whatever. Uh, that way, you get the you get the kind of the feedback, the immediate feedback of getting that done. So, uh, one room at a time when you do home repairs, I think is a good rule of thumb. It'll believe me, boost your morale. I think it's a good idea. Yeah, my sister is going through some home renovations right now, and she ended up doing everything in bundles, you know, I mean, getting all the insulation done, getting all the lighting done, and now she's going. She's starting to get this longer list now yeah. of stuff to do in each individual room. So, Well, things like insulation, you have to do it all at once because the, the contractor comes and goes. Yeah, you know, I same for the lighting, too. Yeah, so. yeah. 
because yeah they come and go but if you're doing it yourself i think it, it, maybe she's gonna switch modes now to doing one room at a time the stuff that she gets to do i think it really yeah maybe, she, maybe, she's at the point now where she's just getting ready to repaint rooms and uh put shelves and shelving back in and stuff like yeah. that so so she'll be able to go into a room that she's taken care of and, and get some satisfaction if she needs a little buck up you know like oh, i am feeling discouraged to go into that finished room and it kind of reminds you that there's light at the end of the tunnel i guess which sometimes can be a gorilla with a flashlight you know that right mm. light at the end of the tunnel or it can be a slow a slow train it's going to come anyway right anyway, yes 719-473-1240 we'd love to hear from you and we have live email at aroundthehouse.com. Give us a call. We'll be right back. Don't forget Three Amigos Plumbing in our second hour today. We'll be right back. Hey, how's your garage door looking these days? Been hailed on, just old and tired? I've got good news. The folks at Wayne Dalton Sales and Service are having a sale through the end of the month, 150 off a double or 75 off a single door when you mention Around the House. And more good news, they have lots of doors in stock. I know that because I was down at their showroom. They have some really good-looking wood-textured, wood-plank doors with kind of styles that you will really appreciate. Garage doors don't have to look, have to look boring. You can stop down at their showroom, 1847 South Murray, right off of Fountain, uh, and take a look. You'll be pleasantly surprised. And by the way, they're a gold dealer for Genie. They, Genie has that door side opener without all the hardware uh, cluttering up the ceiling of your garage. It's very quiet and a really neat opener you need to take a look at. So 150 off a double, 75 off a single at Wayne Dalton Sales and Service, 1847 South Murray or 382-9227, 719-382-9227. From your roof to your foundation and everywhere in between, Ken Moon has solutions around the house. Give him a call now at 719-473-1240. That's 719-473-1240. 24 minutes before the hour, Matt McKinley, one of our buddies here at the station, put these uh, little uh, Christmas novelty songs together. Alvin and the Chipmunks. Uh, what's the, the guy that created those, Chris, I think maybe in the 50s, uh, he was it was kind of a breakthrough for uh, the way he there's no digital uh, editing in those days so he had to do it with tape and uh, splicing and and multiple voices himself all the voices are his as I remember uh, anyway Theodore um, give me the, the Alvin was one of the chipmunks right mm-hmm. and Theodore and there's a third one right isn't there Look, yeah I'm looking uh, okay, Alvin yeah. Simon and Theodore Al, oh Simon and Theodore yeah okay. Anyway, yeah, that's in those days. You know, going back, we take I take digital for granted because we have uh, edit, editing equipment here to uh, we can take vo- breaths and speed up commercials and slow them down and all kinds of wonderful editing because it's digital. We forget that analog days, like back in the forties uh, and fifties, there was a guy called Les Paul, a guitarist, a breakthrough pioneer guitarist. He invented. Uh, some guitars to this day named after Les Paul, but he did multiple voice recordings. The first guy to do that, he has Mary Ford was his wife's name, mm-hmm. and they would do multiple voices. It sounded like a chorus, 
and she would do the multiple tracks over and over again. They had limited, uh, uh, small, they didn't have the big wide tapes that came along 24 track machines later. So he was a breakthrough kind of guy. And that's, a, that's 60, 70 years ago, uh, Les Paul. Then the, um, the Carpenters came along in the uh, late 60s, early 70s, and they were also kind of geniuses at multiple voice recordings. Mm-hmm. Karen Carpenter would record the same track over and over, and, and, and they were good at that, yeah. But, but that's all before, before digital. It all had to be done by hand with tape and scissors and... Razor blades. Razor blades, and then multiple speeding up the recorder, slowing it down, overlaying one track with another. Uh, digital has just changed quite everything. A, quite a different change from the days when yeah. we were cutting up uh, I, cutting up the, all the, the tapes. Yeah, we used to have to have... have uh, it was actually a kind of mylar tape we would use to splice tapes together we would cut them at a 45 degree angle with the razor blade remember all those yeah so that's all yeah that was my early days of my radio career yeah (laughs) that i I forgot to mention this we had when we returned from the other break i saw uh let's see mama got run over by a reindeer one of my talk show guys i listen to a lot on a different station i won't necessarily plug him don't have to um they did an <laughs> an analysis there's a song called i saw mama kissing santa claus and that again we're going way back 40 50 years or whatever and they started analyzing this now now is that a naughty song was mommy cheating on daddy kissing santa claus or was santa claus really daddy dressed up like santa claus and they got in this circular round and round Kind of is is that a naughty song or an okay song? So that was kind of interesting. I never thought of that before. Well, there's several songs these days you can go that route too. Mm-hmm. There was a song called "Santa Baby," done in in the mid '50s. "Santa Baby, bring me a, a, a gift under my Christmas tree." It was Eartha Kitt maybe somebody like that? Um, in the middle of it was. Um, a 54 convertible that, that you know bring me a presence you remember that song it's kind of a yeah kind of a sexy jazzy kind of thing um i saw uh, you know a santa baby you might be able to find that in your library if you can maybe do that but uh, i might have an eartha kit very yes, she, very yes she did it was okay yes yeah very good but gwen stefani in more recent times has remade the song too so. oh has it been remade yes okay very good Anyway, we're going uh, down a, ra- a rabbit hole here, as we say. But we we like our rabbit holes, don't we, Chris? It's, it's the holiday season. Yeah. You bet. Yeah, absolutely. Hope your holiday preparation is going well. We'd love to hear from you today. 719-473-1240. Again, no stupid questions on Around the House. We'd love. I learn, I, you know, I, I learn about as much from my callers as I do uh, passing out advice. And so we'd love to hear from you if you have something on your mind. Whatever's on your mind, when it, if it involves that Hacienda of yours, give us a uh, give us a call seven one nine four seven three twelve forty. Go ahead. Of course, when we had uh, Kathy Hook with the Colorado Springs Fire Department last week, yep. one of the things we were talking about was uh, carbon monoxide detectors. Uh huh. And fortunately, we had this situation with a, a college up in Washington, Evergreen University. I think yes, it yeah. was. Yeah. We unfortunately somebody died from. Uh, carbon monoxide poisoning because they didn't have detectors up there good reminder uh i saw a picture uh it looked like maybe a manufactured home like a double wide or something like that right and um yeah that's very sad especially you know a young kid like that was just one death i think several people got sick as i remember Mm -hmm. 
Um, but, you know, they I'm sure they didn't have a detector uh, or the, they had a detector without batteries or something. Thanks for the reminder, Chris. Yeah, Kathy Hook uh, from the Colorado Springs Fire Department was our guest last week, and she's a wonderful guest. So her breadth of knowledge is amazing. And we did talk about CO detectors. You know, if you don't have a carbon monoxide detector in your house, there's no more thoughtful present you can get your family than to get one and put it under the Christmas tree and get that baby hung up uh, in the house according to the manufacturer's instructions. Uh, carbon monoxide is a is really a terrible deal. You know, there used to be stories years ago, and these you don't hear these as much anymore, when we had space heaters. Uh, some of the older motels and rooming houses had these individual you know stoves in, in the unit you know, like in the living room there'd be a a gas stove with a a flue going out to a, an old brick chimney and those were notorious for leaking a uh, leaking carbon monoxide so we've come a long way i think there was a and i i don't want to hit this too hard but there was a a tragedy up in aspen i believe chris back oh i don't know 15 maybe 20 years ago now where a family went up there to ski and um and I think several family members died from carbon monoxide poisoning. So the legislature got right to work in Colorado and passed on a kind of an emergency piece of legislation requiring carbon monoxide detectors. Up until that time, they were sort of optional. And I think most states now require them, but that's a, it's very insidious, carbon monoxide. And um, I think that's uh, at least 15 years now for sure. I mean, we, we've seen these stories in older buildings especially out east uh, where they, they still have these older facilities. And, you know, yeah. uh, when you have these dangerous situations, especially when you have, you know, a blanket nearby that could cause a fire. And that, you know, when you've got large families, that's a real it's scary a, situation, it, especially this time of the year. Especially if the gas appliance is kind of in the living area. It's one thing for a furnace to be out in the furnace room. Uh, that That's okay. And, uh, you know, it still is a risk. Don't get me wrong. But uh, when you have heaters uh, like, oh, I don't know, floor furnaces, I think there are a few of those still around where they hang underneath the, the floor, but the it's right there in the living space, or through-the-wall gas heaters. I think these are pretty well gone now. But I remember uh, not that long ago, 25 years ago or so, uh, a lot of the older motels would have a through-the-wall gas heater mounted right in the living space. Uh, with a flu going on those are real dangerous but carbon monoxide detectors i like the nighthawk brand that's what i have in my house it's plugs in so it's the right height uh to monitor the carbon monoxide when you're sleeping <clears throat> and uh you can get it um if, if you don't have a plug or an outlet in your hallway you can get battery versions of them but most outlets are about 13 inches off the floor which is perfect for carbon monoxide monitoring of the air down near where your head is when you're when you're sleeping because that's when you're most vulnerable to carbon monoxide um and um this i didn't know and i looked this up uh, it's been a while now that small the smaller the animal the more susceptible they are to carbon monoxide that's why they the phrase canary in the coal mine you've heard that expression right chris because they, they would literally bring canaries down in cages because their small bodies couldn't tolerate as much co as uh, we humans can and if they'd see a canary sort of fall off the perch they'd come running out of that mine so that especially was... yeah especially back in the in the uh, 19th century during yep. the uh the mining days here when you had uh, 
when you have all those different miners with the candles yeah. uh, as, yeah. as, part, as part of their lighting system and stuff like that. Yeah, and uh, exactly. And so um, we've come a long way, baby, as they say. But carbon monoxide detectors, big deal. Smoke detectors, of course, uh, most everybody has by now. Not everybody changes the batteries in their smoke detectors. So we uh, want to remind you to do that. There are now some 10-year lithium batteries you can get for a smoke detector. I, I, I don't know if we talked to, I've talked to Kathy about this or not. Many homes that have cathedral ceilings, the smoke detectors are 12 feet off the floor or something even higher. You can't get up there to really test it and get, change the battery. So it's a good idea to put the, one of those 10-year batteries in smoke detectors that are up that high off the floor. Anyway, 719-473-1240 is our number. We'll be back uh, right after this. Three Amigos Plumbing. Brian will be here at uh, 2 o'clock uh, in our second hour talking about plumbing. And we'll have some fun with that. We'll be right back. want to talk about Dutch's Home Improvement. This is a name I know you've seen around town because they've been around over 30 years. If you have ugly old windows, steel, wood, aluminum windows from bygone decades, boy, you're wasting a lot of energy in the winter and in the summer if you have air conditioning. Get some new vinyl windows from Dutch's Home Improvement. They have great prices, all the best brands, the best installers in town. I say that because, you know, they've been around so long because they just do a great job. They have customer service is a big deal to Dutch's. So give them a call. You can go through all the window uh, prices, styles, brands uh, with Dutchess at 719-392-1369. They also do siding, patio covers, exterior doors. New siding, new windows, man, your house will look a lot younger than its actual age. So give them a call, 719-392-1369 or DutchessHomeImprovement.com. Tell them Ken Moon sent you. You'll love the way they operate. Dutchess Home Improvement, give them a call, 719-392-1369. From your faucet to your furnace and everywhere in between, Ken Moon has solutions around the house. Give him a call now at 719-473-1240. That's 719-473-1240. What's the title of that, Chris? I mink on Mommy's rug. I made Tommy eat a uh, then I'll have to check with Matt on that one. Yeah. With a penny slug. Somebody switched on me. Oh, oh anyway. I'm getting nothing for Christmas. Yeah, okay. I'm getting nothing for Christmas. It reminds me, there was another novelty. It's taking me way back. Spike Jones or somebody had a novelty song back in the 50s, All I Want for Christmas is My Two Front Teeth. Remember that one? I remember it. I remember it. It's kind of a silly, um, uh, <laughs> silly song, but that was a novelty song uh, at Christmas. Uh, there were, but you know... The, Stan Freeberg? Stan oh, was it Freeberg. Stan Freeberg? Yeah, 1955. Yeah. All I want for Christmas is my two front teeth. No, 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 teeth. no, the nothing for Christmas one. Oh, nothing for Christmas. Okay. Yeah. Two front teeth, I think, was Spike Jones. Anyway, um, you know, back, back uh, I, gosh, I hate to keep saying back in the old days, but novelty songs were part of the of the hit parade, the top 40 uh, back in, in my era when I was a kid. Purple People Eater, those kinds of songs. Uh, itsy bitsy yellow polka dot bikini and some some of those and the the chipmunks was another one and um uh, they, they were more i guess not so much anymore right just remember a couple of weeks ago they had a story about brenda lee's song uh rock around the christmas oh yeah rock around the christmas rocking around the christmas tree. first time in like 65 years 
<laughs> have what? been in the top uh, top charts. Oh, you're talking about like right now? Yes. Oh my! Yeah, because uh, YouTube uh, sensation, I guess. Uh, her song, uh, Christmas song, moved her back to the top of the uh, music charts. That's at interesting. 65 years after she released it as a teen. I didn't know they kept track of that kind of thing. Another one, which I think we'll, we'll be listening to a thousand years from now, is Blue Christmas by Elvis. So talk about perennial favorite. And Little St. Nick by the Beach Boys. That's always a good one, right? Yeah. Huh. We're tromping down memory lane, aren't we, Chris? 719-473-1240 is our uh, telephone number. Again, uh, Three Amigos Plumbing. Uh, uh, Brian from Three Amigos will be here in the second hour. This is from Mike. I want to move my thermostat. The great room where we spend most of the time is always warm, so I figure we put it in there. It'll keep the temperature more livable. Um, I, I probably wouldn't do that. You can, uh, you know, he, Mike wants to know, do I have to fish a wire through the wall? Well, you can buy a wireless thermostat. They're fairly expensive, uh, but I would, I, I'd hold on with this. I, I'm not sure it's a great idea. You may want to rethink it. Thermostats are typically located in areas where they're in a te- stable temperature environment, like far from windows, out of any chance of sunshine impinging on them, away from heating vents and cooling vents. Typically, uh, they're in a hallway or on an inside corner where it can sample more of the average temperature uh, inside your house. If you were to move it to the great room, uh, you might be happy in there, but the rest of the house will end up colder than you would like because you're obviously in there watching TV, so the TV, stereo, fireplace, just your warm bodies uh, will fool the thermostat into thinking the house is warmer than it actually is. So I might leave the thermostat uh where it is uh you might need you might just need a new thermostat you can uh get a get an accurate uh maybe an alcohol-based uh thermostat you know an an analog one that has the the alcohol the red uh stripe going up and down and uh, which is a fairly accurate uh, thermometer put it next to uh, the, the existing thermostat and see if it's keeping track of the temperature in an accurate way uh, and it may not you may just need a new thermostat yours maybe have gotten has gotten less sensitive over the years I'm a big uh, fan of the Honeywell brand of thermostat I have the green screen Honeywell I really like it you can program it day by day season by season it has an auto function so like in the uh, fall and spring when we have some days we want to cool, some days we want to heat, it, it takes care of that. It's really great. I don't know, they're 80 to to $100 typically. Uh, but a more precise thermostat may be what you need. One other trick, uh, uh, Mike, that I think I would recommend to you is turn your thermostat to the always-on fan setting in the evenings. When you all go in there to enjoy the fireplace and watch TV, flip that little lever to the on position on your fan control on the thermostat. Uh, I hope you have one. I hope you have a modern enough thermostat where you have that option. And that'll mix up all the air masses in the house. Just for that, you know, four or five hours that you're in there, it'll pull that warm air out of the great room and send it to other parts of the house, which means the average temperature uh, will be, it'll lower a little bit the temperature in the great room and raise it a little bit in the rest of the house so i think that's a better idea i would not start moving the thermostat around because generally those are planned 
fairly carefully to be in the most stable part of the house an inside wall away from windows and exterior doors and away from heat vents uh return air vents are okay because they're uh, there's no temperature implications uh probably in your hallway there's a return air vent and that's fine because it's sucking air in not blowing it out but i would i would probably leave the thermostat uh where it is okay 719-473-1240 is our telephone number chris was making me aware of an inside edition story we were talking uh a, a little bit about hazards when it comes to carbon monoxide uh there's a they found a two-year-old trapped in a heat vent right chris yes. uh and um i guess toddlers okay yes but, but apparently there's been some other cases where the where a kid has played with floor vents and stuff like that yeah and and snuck through and <laughs> fell into those vents that's probably something we can talk with uh our colleagues at Three Amigos and see what uh, good solutions might well, be to. I know one solution because they're always loose, and they're loose because you can lift them up and suck out the uh, junk with a with a vacuum cleaner. But it might be worthwhile to uh, drill a little hole uh, on, in the, the flange mm-hmm. and just get a, a, a screw. You can screw it down into the floorboards and get a little white paint paint the head of the screw it'll be kind of invisible that would be the the best you know i'll I'll give you another household hazard that i run into and that's sump pump pits in the basement uh if there's a pit in the usually they're six or eight feet deep there's a sump pump down there and great place for curious toddlers to to get into and get in trouble uh some of them even on the outside of the house so the sump pump pits are another hazard Uh, the lawyers call it an attractive nuisance where you want to Really be careful and put some screws in there to keep curious kids out and cats. Now that we talked about cats earlier, mm-hmm. an open heat vent is an invitation for your cat to disappear. And then what <laughs> then What do you do anyway? Well, especially got to be careful with the kittens and stuff like oh, that. Oh, yeah, too. exactly. Yeah. Well, that's the first hour of Around the House. Hour number two right around the corner. We have a plumber, three amigos guy coming to talk about plumbing and sewer lines and that kind of thing. So we'll, we'll have some fun with that. And we'll see you right after the news right here on Around the House. after the hour welcome back to the around the house program hour number two happy holidays merry christmas chris i've been saying merry christmas all over town all week long and it's it's you can tell with these corporate folks at fast food places 7-eleven place like that they're told not to say merry christmas and, and you know they want to so i get a happy holidays back but i love saying merry christmas you do the same thing yeah we try to as best you can yeah yeah i i know and i know that there's some rules and so on but merry christmas has become more of a not as much religious as it used to be more of a cultural just an american holiday kind of idea right the happy holidays is more generic yeah so, so you can cover all nationalities and stuff like that. And it also covers all the holidays, Halloween and Easter and everything Monica else. Fourth of July. Monica. I like Merry Christmas. That's I'm just going to do it because I love saying it. Anyway, we have a guest in the studio now, Brian Pellegrin from Three Amigos Plumbing. I like to get my sponsors in here from time to time, pick their brains. 
So first time for you guys at Three Amigos Plumbing. Brian, welcome. Glad you're with us. Move that mic just a little closer there. Yeah, about like six inches or so. Anyway, good to have you with us here. I appreciate it. And I wanted to talk because I make uh, in, in a very light way a tongue-in-cheek uh, when we do your commercials. Three Amigos, a fun name for a professional plumbing company. And they tell us how that name came to pass. It's kind of fun and I'm sure there's a story there somewhere. Sure. My, my brother had originally come up with it. We just liked the slogan. Uh, in other words, you know, wherever there's new construction, you will find us. Where there's an emergency, we'll be there. Yeah. And then, then Three Amigos. So we kind of uh, just wrapped it up from the from obviously the movie. But, yeah, three of us came together, and, and here we are. Uh, yeah, just kind of doing Martin Short, Steve Martin, and who's the third one? Chevy Chase. Chevy Chase. Okay, very good. Well, it's, it's, a, it's a neat. It's a, it's a, have you gotten a lot of good feedback about it? Yeah, pretty good feedback for sure. Good, good. Well, we want to talk plumbing a little bit, and we were talking off the air, and I want to kind of recreate that conversation a little bit. In your commercial, I've been talking about don't get caught short at the holidays with a bad sewer line, you know, get it looked at. It's getting a little tight for, the, for Christmas now, but uh, with sewer lines – we have the advantage now, which we didn't have years ago, uh, of, of a TV camera in your sewer line. If you're in an older home, pretty good idea, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it just gives you gives you an idea of what you're looking at. That way you know how to fix it. You don't have to necessarily dig it up and replace it or repair it. You know, you can prevent it maintenance, but puts eyes on so you know what you're going after. I've said before, Chris rolls his eyes, kind of like a colonoscopy for your house, if you yeah, think about enough, it that enough. way. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, but... Uh, we have fiber optic technology now, so you can go through and just and, and decide if there's. What are you looking for when you stick a TV uh, c- cable camera in your sewer line? What are you looking so for? So you have multiple things. You can find root penetrations, offsets, bellies, uh, misalignments, just those types of things. Low spots, high, you know, yep, yep, right? Yep. Low spots. Do they tend to? Uh, plug up with like toilet paper and things if, if you they, they do so if you could it's just a belly in the line so it's just a little drop in the line as you would call it and yeah over time the weight or the set that just uh, ends up sitting at the bottom so waste paper yeah ends up sitting in that belly and then that's what creates the backup especially if it dries up you go away on vacation it can dry up and get harder and right that kind of thing i, I suppose huh? yeah and then and then as well as the roots yeah know? yep is, am I am I right in saying, or am I overstating it a little bit? That in most cases, with we're talking about older homes here, especially if you get a fiber optic TV look and get on a maintenance program like for roots and things, you can pretty well go along without doing major surgery, so to speak. Is that true? I believe so. Yes. Sir. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So if you got roots, you camera the line. You see you got roots. Obviously, we go back in after we've you know cabled the line and then see make sure we've got them all out, and they take at least a year to grow back also got certain things you can put down the line to help keep the roots from growing back but yeah you just do that every year every six months depending on how bad your line is and then you don't have to dig get in the ground so do you have people on a, a regular six month or a 12 month uh, maintenance thing we do just yeah. call them preventive maintenance yet just pms sure sure yep well um that's good to know I, now going i'm and i'm trying to remember i don't want to hold you to this but i remember uh, in the old days, uh, clay tile sewers uh, back in the, I don't know, 40s or earlier. And then we had uh, Orangeburg pipe, which was terrible stuff, right? Oh, yeah. Then we had, uh, what was it, uh, cast iron? Cast iron, yeah. Usually uh, they keep the cast iron under the slab. A lot of it out here is, you know, security wide fields. You got a lot of the Orangeburg. But older parts, yeah, a lot of clay tile, three-foot sections. That's where the roots, you know, are coming in a lot because they're just three-foot sections. So they go looking for water in the winter and 
Now, uh, the, the the modern pipes, we've had PVC glued plastic pipes for, what, 35, 40 years now. Yep. Do those are those pretty much problem free, or they still can cause problems? Uh, they can still they can still have root penetrations. You bet. Yeah, still have bellies if it's not done correctly and, and settles. You can get a little closer there. Get closer to the mic. Oh, there, gotcha. Brian. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, yeah, very, okay. Get it about about six inches away or so. Yeah. So um, uh, and you can tip it down towards your. There you go. Oh, that's oh, perfect. Oh, he's a broadcast veteran right now. Anyway, <laughs> so. Um, with glued PVC pipe, we still have issues, but not as many. Is that right? Correct. Okay. Correct. Most most of the time on that, it's an offset at the tap, wherever they use a fern coal or a rubber boot to connect two materials, whether it's at the city or if they're using it. Well, nowadays, it'll be solid PVC all the way out. But Even under the, the basement slab and everything is yep. PVC. Yep. Now, um, tell that story you were telling me off the air about um, this little old lady that... Yep. Uh, we, we just... Yeah, just the beginning of the week, we had a, a little old lady. She was a widow uh, of about two years, and, and a local plumbing company came out and hit her for $50,000 to replace a sewer line. $50,000 to replace a sewer line. And, and was uh, it a long it, a quarter mile or just a regular yeah, city? No, just a regular. I mean, we're talking line. in town, you know, 70 feet of line. Yeah, $50,000. $50,000, and then didn't 100% complete the job. They still had two foot of line that they could have replaced and wanted to charge an extra 10,000 just to do that section. So pretty much left her without one of her bathrooms, got her main line replaced and, and backfilled in, but left her without one bathroom unless they got So did she have 10. to pay the 50,000? She did. Oh, Brian, that's a terrible that's story. Terrible. Yep. Wonder why she didn't call you guys for, would you have charged, can you tell what you might've charged? I mean, well, we don't even know if the line needed to be replaced. Yeah, right? we, we didn't go that far into it. She was just telling me the story. I was out there for something else and she was just letting me know the story, but I didn't walk the the whole thing. I, and, and get any details on it to give yeah. you a price, but 50,000 is way, way overboard. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I, listen it's good to shop around that's why we do your commercials absolutely and you might have just done a because you were telling me off the air that in is is it true in most cases you have a bad sewer line many times you can just dig a hole where the problem is replace that piece of line and you're done yeah even bring in cleanouts you know you could even dig up that spot repair and then have you some outside cleanouts at the same time since you've already you're already in the ground might as well bring it up an outside cleanout so you have access for the future from so. outdoors where you don't yeah. have to come in and drag your stuff through the house Absolutely. right yeah correct so typically um we talk about just two or three thousand kind of idea when you uh, dig just a chunk of a sewer line up yep pinning depth and your locates what you got but yeah you're anywhere from three to five grand yeah something like that yep now, lining sewer lines, uh, I've heard about with varying success. I know the big city sewer mains, they put a plastic sleeve in and steam heat and all that stuff. For house houses, not as cost effective, is it, to line sewer lines? It's better to just address the problem uh, only, right? Yeah, unless unless the camera shows that it makes sense to line, which is if you just, uh, root penetrations would be good. Uh, offsets, not so much. Bellies, not so much. Yeah. But if you're just trying to get basically rid of roots, then lining is a good option. But um, you were saying to me, again, off the air, that if you line a sewer line that's got bellies in it and a bad slope and stuff, you just got the same problem with a new liner, problem. right? Same yeah. problem. Yeah. yeah. Just recreates it. Yeah. So the, I guess the moral of the story is, gosh, get more than one opinion. Absolutely. Yeah. $50,000. Um, I hope she calls a lawyer because it seems to me – uh, I don't know if, if there's a law or any kind of 
with a rule or fraud thing that would cover that. But it seems to me at some point it becomes uh, kind of outrageous. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. 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 A lot, lot of lot of companies out there taking advantage of, of people. For sure. Yeah, and and you know, and I don't want to make a mockery. Little old ladies, which you know, they're sweet. Them widows, uh, unmarried uh, uh, ladies living by themselves. Companies that will take advantage of that situation to me are the lowest class. Uh, why would you do that, uh, especially uh, for a woman by herself that's sort of you know disoriented, doesn't know what she's dealing with, and so on? How can you go home and the next day look in the mirror? It's, right. Yeah. Pure greed. Just I told you about yeah. a friend of mine, a, a lady friend of mine, and I'm mad at her because she, I've been doing this for 30 years, and she knows I know all the good guys in the business. And she got a water heater for four thousand bucks, a regular forty-gallon water heater, which is probably two and a half times what it should have cost, right? Every bit of it, yeah. On an average, those can go from fifteen to eighteen hundred dollars, depending on your upgrades for code. But yeah. so a water heater, fifteen hundred bucks, give or take. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. You guys carry the Ream, which is my favorite brand. That's what I have in my house. Bradford White too, which is a pretty good water heater. Yep. A.O. Right. Smith as well. Yeah. Those are the three main ones that we carry. Now, I want to. We could time for a break here. I want to talk about tankless water heaters. I'm not a big fan of tankless, but I bet you have some feedback for me. What you think of them? So we can do that after we take a break. Seven one nine four seven three twelve forty. If you have a plumbing question for Brian uh, from Three Amigos Plumbing, give us uh, give us a call. We'd love to talk to you today. We have live email to it aroundthehouse.com, and we'll be right back. You know, your garage door, when you look at your house, the, the thing you see first is the garage door because it's so big, usually 16 by 7. And garage doors don't have to look boring. Wayne Dalton Sales and Service has some really interesting and fascinating and decorative garage door, wood grain impression plank doors in all kinds of window styles and otherwise. you got to go take a look at Wayne Dalton's sales room. It's easy to find. Their showroom is at 1847 South Murray, right off of Fountain Boulevard. You can call 719-382-9227. Wonderful garage doors. They're a genie dealer. They have that door side opener that's really quiet and gets rid of all the ugly hardware for your opener. So you can't do better than Wayne Dalton. And they have a sale going on. Now, if you mention around the house, 150 off a double door, 75 off a single when you mention the program. Wayne Dalton Sales and Service. Garage doors don't have to look boring. Give them a call, 719-382-9227, 719-382-9227. Things break around the house. That's why there's the Around the House program with Ken Moon. Give him a call now at 719-473-1240. That's 719-473-1240. It's 21 minutes after the hour, and now we're talking to Brian from Three Amigos Plumbing, our plumbing sponsor. And I'm, I'm just, really great information uh, today, Brian. If you want to talk at plumbing, any questions you might have for Brian, 719-473-1240. I, I teased at the beginning of the commercial break about tankless water heaters, and I'm not a big fan of tankless water heaters, and it doesn't sound like you are either. Right. Yeah, no, not not so much uh, due to the groundwater temperatures here. Of course, they've made some you know technology advancements to make that a little bit better, but all in all, it's, they're very deceiving of what they most folks think that they are. So, because uh, our uh, am I is this close? 
50, 52 degrees Fahrenheit is the groundwater, uh, ground temperature, and yep. that's what your incoming water is roughly? Yep. yep. Is that about right? Yeah. So you're not going to get the, the the throughput of hot water with tankless, as you, as you might think? Correct, yeah, depending on the temperature rise on it. And, and most folks think that it's endless. They get this thing in their head that think it's endless hot water, but that's not the case as well. Tell, tell me about that. So, well, it's like any other uh, hot water source. You have to have a research line to get it quicker it's not instant hot water like yeah. like most people think with the tankless you know? my, my son has one in iowa uh and he he complains that it's for a long time it's sort of lukewarm 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 he has to wait and wait and wait yeah yeah as opposed to a regular he bought the house that had a tankless uh a tankless in it and uh, my research i mean they could be three or four thousand dollars to put in my right yeah they're, they're not cheap and then your gas line it's going to take 199,000 btus versus a 50,000 btu Heater, so you're going to have to upsize all your gas as well. More a than fatter likely. pipe, correct? Okay, yep. so that's a cost. Yep. And the flue pipe might not be able to go out where the existing flue pipe goes. Correct. Yep. So another another expense. Yeah, I think I've had people call and say, "Well, you know, I've got a cabin up in Summit County, or I've got a horse barn. I don't want to have a tank of hot water." And I understand that maybe some special circumstances where you just want hot water and that's it. Um, kind of idea, but in a house, I, I'm not sure it's it's a good investment. Uh, do you agree? I would agree. So maybe twice what a regular water heater would cost. Every bit of it. Yep. Depending yeah. on depending on what all you got to upgrade to to handle it. And the thing is, I've and this is I preach this endlessly, Brian, on the program. I don't know if you've heard me do it or not. If you're going to spend money to save energy, you got to do the arithmetic. How long is it going to take me to pay the extra money before I'm saving anything? Right. Tankless water heater, it might be years before you start saving real money, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Interesting. Well, um, so you and I are uh, on the same page uh, about that. Uh, and uh, if what I, my reading says that if you don't get five, six, seven gallons a minute, you can't run two things off a tankless water heater, right? Only one at a time? That is correct. Yeah. Yep. Because you figure a typical shower is probably two and a half gallons per minute. So two showers, there's your five yeah. gallons. You know. If you're getting ready to go in the morning, a kid's going to high school, you, you got to have two things going. Um, my son always also said that they can be a little touchy, a little finicky maintenance-wise. Yep, very, Tell me very about much that. true. Very much true. A lot of it uh, is a descaler every so often. You just got to descale those things. But the rest of the technology is usually through a support line. So, so, descale, does the plumber have to do that? Yes. Yep. Okay, so yep. there's another couple hundred bucks or something, y- huh? Yep, yep. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of like a preventive maintenance, but once that code kicks on, that's pretty common. My philosophy, and Chris has heard me endlessly probably roll his eyes when I say it again, if you want to save the earth, I can't help you. But if you want to spend money wisely to save energy, that's something else again, like new insulation, new windows. But it doesn't sound like tankless water heaters uh, pretty low on the list, isn't it? It is, in my opinion. Yeah. Yep. Any other plumbing stuff we should uh, t- kick around here uh, that you want to talk about, or I've, I've got questions. If you um, nope, you can ask questions. If any callers got any questions, but yeah, yep. there he goes. He's he's he's, he's, he's show producer now. Seven one nine four seven three four seven three twelve twelve forty. Yeah, the sewer line thing. Um, I, I've I've gotten you know I've been doing this for thirty years, and I've gotten call after call of. Seven grand, ten grand, fourteen grand for for a new sewer line, and I just love it. Your feedback today here was is you don't use. Am I right saying this? Usually have to dig up the whole, replace the whole line. Am I right about that? You do not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
you can just do a piece spot, spot repair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And at what point, um, people that are out shopping for older homes. I know people like older neighborhoods, older houses. When did we get away from those old sewer lines with all the joints in them? Uh, in the, is it eighties? Eighties, I would 70s? say the eighties. Yeah, eighties. Yeah, we were into PVC. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. When I was a kid, my my dad uh, uh, built a house for us to live in. This is back in New England, and they had this new pipe that everybody was talking about. This Orangeburg pipe, man, it's it's the latest and greatest. Talk a little bit about this. is a crazy, and there is some here in the county, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. Security Whitefield's got quite a bit. Fountain has some. Uh, the Orangeburg, yeah. It's Tell just, them what Orangeburg is. It's it's no good. Is what it is. <laughs> it it, it t- typically it'll just oval down and squash down. Uh, you can't get a blade through it. It's very hard to maintenance. Uh, a lot of a lot of times you get stuck in it trying to get it cleared out. Yeah, orange birds. You can't. Like well, you can't. It, it's not real pipe. Pipe is it? Is sort of fake pipe in a way? Uh, what's it made of? Yeah, I'm not 100 percent sure. Okay. On that. Yeah. Because yeah, because when you said it can squish to oval shape, yeah. instead of round, it must be pretty soft. Yeah, I would think. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Well, so there's another another problem. What what typically um, when you get a root machine in? Uh, to, and I've heard horror stories here too about people overcharging to clean roots out. What should it cost for a typical uh, trip for a homeowner? Uh, pending pending where they get the access from, you're anywhere from you know 100 bucks to 300 bucks, depending how they access it. So if you did that once or twice a year, you can sure pay for a lot of sewer line. Take a long time to get fifteen thousand dollars added up. You yeah, can. yeah. Let alone fifty thousand. Absolutely. Right? Oh my gosh, Absolutely. that's a horrible story. Well, if the lesson here for Brian's appearance today is check around, and I know you would you would agree that um, get a price from Three Amigos. You guys are very competitive, but if if they want another price from somebody else, that's fine. You can you know compete against another, but just to get one fifty thousand dollar bid and then go with it. Oh, that's just so awful. It it's is a terrible story. It is. Yeah. Yep, and we we offer a free camera scope if you do have roots and an out accessible clean out, then we can come out for no charge and, and scope those out for you. Does accessible mean you don't have to uh, uh, pull a toilet? To, pull a toilet, yep. okay. Yep. So that would be an extra charge, obviously. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So accessible clean out. You know, people don't pay attention to their sewer cleanouts. It's usually they're somewhere in the furnace room, typically, huh, or someplace like that. Yeah, they'll be in the mech room. Now it's code. You got to have them outside, of course. You know, back in the day, they wasn't outside, or now they've been buried by landscapes, so nobody knows where they're at. But you can typically find them with the camera if you do go from inside, if they yeah. do have them. So the yeah, new houses, you'll see a couple of pipes sticking up in the front yard. That's a those are required now. Correct. Pretty much everywhere. Yes, it's a good yeah. idea, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And you can uh, an old house like I have a 1973 house, and of course I don't have one. Uh, what, what do you what could what do you have to spend to maybe get a couple of clean outs outdoors? Uh, twenty five hundred bucks is about an average. Okay. Again, depending on what locate you have around you, it's about twenty five hundred bucks. The only issue could be: do you need a tear up the driveway or a sidewalk or right. flower bed? Yeah, yep. yeah okay. Yep. But you, can you t- you can pretty well tell that where a sewer line runs within a, a foot or two, can't you? Usually, yeah. You can look on the roof and you'll see your biggest stack, and usually it's a straight line from that stack going out to the street or the yeah. alley. Yep. Yeah. Chris, would you have a question? No, I'm just saying the the idea probably when you go when you do the cleanup on your line, uh, when it gets to the the uh, I guess your neighborhood boundary is that where your cutoff is? So where it would be this the customer's responsibility 
and then the city's responsibility if it, if the routes were too far out oh, that's, into the city jurisdiction? Yeah, that's a good question. The, so the customer's responsible if it's in the middle of the street. Customer's got to take it to the middle of the street. City doesn't touch any of that. So to, so, to their main, to it's their your main, baby, yeah. huh? So you're taking it from from your house to the main, depending on. So Chris, you're right. It is is on city property, but it doesn't matter. Same correct. with your water line, I suppose. Same with yeah, correct. You oh, take it gosh. to the stop box there, though. So I mean, because when you especially when you have these huge trees uh, in some of these in front of these houses, you know, all of a sudden the, those extra roots underneath there might affect a, a, a water line or something like that, and and you're wondering if it's on the border of your property or it's the city that's that's when i kind of question that so yep no well question. it's the so city does not want to get involved right no, nope not at all if you got to cut nope. the asphalt too bad right that's it yeah yeah yep. here here brian this is interesting orangeburg pipe was invented in orangeburg new york it's made listen to this it's just roll, roll your eyes made from layers of ground wood pulp fibers <laughs> ah. and asbestos compressed and bound by water resistant adhesive then liquefied coal tar pitch. It was used from the 1860s, which I didn't. That's amazing. Through the 1970s, when it was replaced. Holy cow! Wow. So wow. it's sawdust and asbestos and tar. Wow. No wonder. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. You live and learn, right? That's right. It's like I want to. We have to take a break now, but I want to ask you. I get emails from people who. Uh, get a letter in the mail. This this goes, it, it you know, you hear about, about every other year. Um, Waterline insurance. I want to talk to you about that when we get back. So we have, we're a little late for a break now. 719-473-1240 is our phone number. And we'll be back with Brian uh, from a Three Amigos Plumbing right after this. If you have a question, give us a call. We'll be right back. Well, one of my loyal sponsors is Dutch's Home Improvement. I met Gary, the owner, and his commitment to customer service is a big deal. Old-fashioned customer service you thought you couldn't find anymore. I want you to call Dutch's. Been around over 30 years. Best installers in town. They carry great vinyl windows, replacement windows, so you can save energy winter and summer. And it's, If you're going to save energy, we were talking about tankless water heaters, but if you really want to save energy... Get some new windows in your house. If you have ugly old wood, steel, or aluminum windows, call Dutch's Home Improvement. 719-392-1369 or dutcheshomeimprovement.com and get some good windows on your house. Maybe some new siding while you're at it. Your house will look a lot younger than its actual age. But the point is you'll be saving money and windows pay for themselves in no time as you save energy summer and winter. Best installers in town, fully licensed and insured, been around over 30 years. Dutch's Home Improvement for windows, siding, patio covers, front doors, whatever you need, call Dutch's. 719-392-1369. Fix-it videos can be so confusing. Let Ken Moon walk you through it on Around the House. Give him a call now at 719-473-1240. That's 719-473-1240. We're talking to Brian from Three Amigos Plumbing, one of my loyal sponsors here at 23 minutes before the hour. If you want to ask a plumbing question, 719-473-1240. Phones are a little quiet because of the holiday season, uh, Brian, but I've, I've got some, some more things I want to talk about. I was talking about every couple of years sort of a rolling basis people start getting unsolicited letters in the mail for waterline insurance it's like five six dollars a month or seventy dollars a year something like that and not sewer but waterline talk about that a little bit waterline they don't fail that much do they no no typically not uh not where you would need insurance i wouldn't think you usually got one solid uh 
whether it's a poly line or a copper line running from your stop box to inside your home. So yeah. there's no usually no issues with that. Nothing much can go wrong. Yeah, usually yeah. the stop box is the most common leak on those. And that's where the if you don't pay your bill, they shut your water. That's up. correct. Yeah. Correct. Well, I you know I, I've I've talked to, when I talk about these, you know, the insurance company that wants to sell this stuff to you is making a bet that you won't probably use it. But think if they had a I don't know a million homeowners seventy dollars a year, huh? not a bad return for a, a water line once in a while, right? Yeah, right. Now, now and then, yeah. Um, now we, do, we for years we use just good old copper coming into houses, right? Now we use um, the the uh, uh, PEX pipe. That's a poly, correct? A, yeah. a plastic water pipe, correct? And I, I have a feeling you like plastic water pipe. A lot easier to work with, a lot less expensive. Yeah. Yeah. People don't steal it. People don't steal it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Here's a, a we got a call. Um, you, should we take this, Chris? Robert, you're on line one. Let's get him on the air right now. Robert, you're on the air with Brian from Three Amigos Plumbing. Ken Moon, how are you, Robert? What's up? Good, thanks. How are you? Good, thanks. Uh, Brian, I have a uh, kitchen sink uh, faucet that's been in there for 20 years. If I go to the big... Uh, uh, the big box store and get one will you guys put it in or do i need to buy it from you no absolutely yeah pick what you want and we can install it very good uh, do you have any uh ballpark price on that i'd say anywhere between 150 and 210 depending on what we have to what we have to do you know supply lines okay. stops things of that nature yep uh do you charge by the hour or yeah, it's something like that. It's just a flat rate. We'll give you that. We'll give you the fee when we when we get there on site and see what we're looking at. I see. All right. Well, that was my question. Thanks very much. Well, you, okay. You look them up. Three amigos plumbing. Robert, thanks for your for your call. I brag about you guys. No sticker shock. Whatever you, you say, that's what, what it's going to be, and you give them a price ahead of uh, ahead of time. I I I have I've done a lot of plumbing myself over the years. I've you know just fooled around. The house but a kitchen sink faucet is to me is a mystery because you got to get under there like under the dashboard of a car you got to get under there and it's a matter of having the right tools right always because right. if you reach up there with a regular old pair of pliers forget it you're not going to get that faucet out, yeah, right a lot of times you get it there get pretty rusted difficult to get off got to cut them out yeah as well yep yeah. yeah but uh it, it, it's um and you have those extended wrenches that most homeowners basin don't wrench, have right what, what's it called uh, basin wrench okay it's a long extended wrench you get a, you don't have to get your hands up in there right, right? and it swivels either direction yep so yeah you grab a hold yeah. of it yep oh uh, my dad always said the right tools and if you don't have the right tools he always said go buy them right yeah, that's yeah, correct exactly yep. yep well that's not a bad price particularly knowing what a hassle it is uh to put uh to put those in uh, what i get calls also here on the show about uh, people r- want to replace uh, a fill valve in their toilet, okay? So they reach under there, and they've got this metal brass valve uh, coming out of the wall that hasn't been turned in 35 years, you know, and all of a sudden they crank on it, it either breaks off or starts to leak. And and um, sh- sh- should valves, plumbing valves be exercised once in a while, Brian? Is that a good idea? I, I believe so. Just in case you ever have to shut it off, you want to know that it's going to work. You yeah, know. yeah rather than waiting until you got water shooting out of the toilet right so but but a lot of the older ones can be fixed just as well when they start leaking there's just a packing nut so it's just a matter of tightening a packing nut to quit them from 
quit those from leaking. So. No, of course, the answer we homeowners always going to WD forty, yeah. right? But that's up to, up to a point, right? Yeah, yeah right. Not yeah. not so much. No. Yeah, yeah. Well, they because if they're not turned, uh, you get corrosion and yeah, they'll just stick. They'll freeze up, lock up. Yeah. Yep. We were talking a minute ago about uh, complaining. People say, "Ah, my." takes me forever to get hot water in the kitchen or in the master uh, lavatory. I'm wasting a lot of water. Um, you were talking about some gizmos that you can find to kind of help out with that. Talk about that for a minute. They do. It's just an aftermarket research line. So let's say it's in your kitchen. You just took a little manifold up. It ties into your cold water to help recircuit. Then you put the pump at the water heater and you can you can get several of those. So you can get one in the bathroom, in the kitchen. You don't have to get a new uh, pipe run all the way to the kitchen. No. no, no. Okay. So uh, once again, it's a, it's a little. My dad would say doohickey or gizmo um, on the end where the sink is, and then a pump in the furnace room, basically. Yeah, just the pump on top of the water heater, and then you'll have your uh, little manifold to wherever you're trying to get the water. You guys can put those in. We can. Uh, uh, do are they expensive? I, About six hundred bucks installed. Yeah. Yeah. Then you have pretty instant hot water, huh? Yep. Yeah, I mean, you know, pretty good results. My kitchen is a long ways from the water heater, and I do, I do waste a lot of water waiting for that. Yeah, it's I don't know how many gallons a year, but I'm sure it's not a small, uh, a small number. Um, in new homes, um, so I, I'll see a third pipe for recirculating. Is that kind of common these days? Yeah, we we do a lot of new homes, and it's just an option. So if you wanted the recirc line, then yeah, you'll just tie that line in and feed it back to your water heater. Yep, that'd just good. be your traditional research at that point. One other question I have, um, I used to recommend, and I haven't talked about this in a long time. You got a gas water heater, electric water heater. Uh, what about wrapping them with blankets? You can get insulating blankets like at Walmart. It's a pretty good idea. It is a good idea. Yep. Because it, it just it just keeps the heat inside the tank, so you're not losing that much heat. Yeah. Yep. So you're in favor of that, um, but you have to be careful where you put the. Don't want it to catch fire, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, you don't want it to block stuff or yeah. vent because yeah. there's air vents uh, that require, you know, air circulating in the burner, right? At the bottom of the heater, yeah. correct? Yeah, where it's yeah. pulling in. The, yep. Be careful of those. Yeah. What about draining the water heater once once in a while to, to get sediment and stuff out? Is that a big deal? Uh, they recommend once a year through the manufacturers here. Uh, pretty clean water around here, so not as much of an issue as in certain areas, but doesn't hurt to do it once a year. Keep them flushed out. You know, I I, uh, I tease my kids. I have a couple of uh, my sons live in Phoenix, and their water down there is awful. It's warm, it's bra- it tastes bad, it's very hard, and there's a lot of sediment and. and ju- we we really have pretty good water here. Don't yeah, we? we do. We do, especially compared to down south, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that where you're from? I am. Whereabouts? Uh, Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Yeah. Yeah, you get brackish. They call water, which is very hard and. Yep. And yeah, a lot of sediments. Yeah, yeah. Not, doesn't taste all that wonderful. Doesn't taste good. It ruins your fixtures. It corrodes all your fixtures up. Yeah, shut off valves. Yeah. And what about water softeners? Do you uh, do we see a lot of those? Um, Start, uh, starting to see more. Yeah, water softeners and ROs. A lot of guys out there that are just selling that. Yeah. Specifically, we've done quite a bit of work on that. Everybody I know in Phoenix has a reverse osmosis kit or installation under their kitchen sink for sure. Yeah. Right for taste. Yep. And uh, and purity and stuff. Not so much for when I see an RO system here in Colorado Springs City water, um, I just kind of roll my eyes because, like you say, the water is so good. Yep. 
I guess we can't say Rocky Mountain Spring Water because that's trademarked by Coors, I guess. But same idea, right? For sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, Brian, thank you for being with us today. We appreciate your, uh, especially in the holiday season, coming in, driving all the way in here and, and spending some time with us. And we um, uh, want to make sure we give out your phone number, 3 Amigos Plumbing, 597-6763. See, it's in my head. How about good, that? Very good. Yeah. yeah. And we wish you a merry, merry Christmas. Merry Christmas thank you. to you as well. Yeah, Brian right. from uh, 3 Amigos Plumbing. Great guest. I appreciate all the feedback. And uh, we'll have you again sometime. Very good. Thank you. Thank you, Brian. We'll be right back. Time for a break right here on Around the House. Give us a call, 719-473-1240. We'll be right back. Lo and behold, here's a Three Amigos uh, plumbing company commercial. Um, The main thing with these guys is they're veteran-owned and local company, of course. No sticker shock. Uh, You know, some companies, you know, they give you one price and then there's add-ons, add-ons. We didn't didn't anticipate this or that. Honest upfront pricing because they want you as a long-term customer. Three Amigos, 719-597-6763. And you just heard Brian talking about getting your sewer line checked. Uh, getting a fiber optic TV camera run through there, look for issues. You don't usually have to replace the whole line for maybe $1,500, 2000 or so. You can get a, a hole dug and get the repair done without having to break the bank. So give them a call. Veteran-owned, local up, a company, Honest Upfront Pricing, Three Amigos Plumbing. They carry those great Bradford White or Train, or I'm sorry, Ream water heaters. I like the Ream brand, and you will too. 719 597 6763. Call my friends at Three Amigos Plumbing. Got a fix it problem at your house? Ken Moon is here to help. Give him a call now at 719 473 1240. That's 719 473 1240. Welcome back. Nine minutes uh, before the hour. Brian from Three Amigos, uh, a great guest, some really great information. And I hope when it comes to sewer lines in an older home, you listened up because. He has a lot of good news for we homeowners and in older homes. You don't need to break the bank. Usually, if you have sewer line issues, uh, I would. When I lived down in Pueblo back uh, in the uh, uh, late seventies, uh, we had a really old house built in nineteen eleven or something like that that had the old clay tile sewer, and we just there was a clean out outside, which I was really grateful for. And every, I don't know, it was on a suspense of, of every four months or something like that. They would not even call, just show up uh, and clean the roots and send us a bill. And we were just fine with a regular schedule, not having to dig up the half the, the yard. So that worked out nicely. Just get a regular uh, maintenance schedule going. Sewer line will be fine. Yeah. When you hear about these Orangeburg pipes, you know. Oh, you know, gosh, all, yeah. All of a sudden, you know, you, we're talking about all the time about the asbestos in the house now all of a sudden we're talking about asbestos under the house yes yeah exactly exactly wood pulp fibers asbestos and tar how what, how could anything what go a wrong? combination yeah how could what, what could go wrong right chris here's a <laughs> here's a guy uns, this unsigned email I, I don't know why i can't see though who sent this to me my radon level is 25 can i simply ventilate the basement uh with some fans to lower it usually uh, you know, nice try, I'm going to say, I guess. Usually not. Radon's a fairly heavy gas, so it tends to accumulate at floor level in the basement or in the crawl space. Um, the fan, it might lower it a little bit, but you're not going to get down to that 4.0 that the EPA recommends. The good news is radon mitigation is not that expensive. 
Uh, Expert Tech is a, a sponsor of mine that uh, they're not on the air with us right now, but uh, they have great prices on mitigation. One might want to give them a call. Relatively inexpensive, oh, f- a thousand to fifteen hundred bucks, give or take. They'll seal the cracks in the basement and suck the air out from underneath the crawl space or on the crawl space dirt or underneath the slab in the basement and get that radon level down to where it needs to be. But 25 is pretty high. I, you know, if you'd said it was six or eight, which is still above the four, but, you know, we'd want to retest and maybe average the results together. But 25 sounds like you're in the foothills or the mountains. So you want to get that especially if people sleep in the basement. Get that level down where it belongs. Did you want to get a radon detector as well as with the... You can get a radon uh, detector. You can buy those at Amazon. Uh, huh? Put that near the carbon monoxide detector? Or? Oh, you could. You want it down at the lowest part of the house, though. Carbon monoxide is you want it up near where you sleep. But uh, radon detectors, you can find those at Amazon. So, but you got to get the mitigation done if it's too high. Uh, so I would... Um, the problem with radon detectors is they need to be calibrated against known radon sources. And so it gets a little complicated. Uh, the radon uh, uh, situation, you know, there's a lot of training, specialized training when it comes to, uh, when it comes to radon. So, um, you, you know, a, a radon detector will give you a good indication, uh, but you want to get a, a professional company in there to get it mitigated and taken care of if it's really high the 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 risk we worry about and i i've said before that the epa has done a lot of extrapolation from um radon uh from uranium mines back in the 30s and 40s when we were working on the atomic bomb projects uh radon uh is was prevalent in these uranium mines like out on the western slope grand junction area there's a lot of uh, uh radon out there the outdoor levels can be four or five let alone inside the house and those miners were stuck eight or ten hours a day down on those mines breathing radon most in our culture most people smoked in those days and the synergy of radon and smoking is a terrible for lungs and and for cancer risk now of course most people don't smoke anymore that's gone thankfully from our culture from our it's not looked it's looked down upon smoking now and the radon levels of course we're not we're not in uranium mines so but the epa took a lot of that data and extrapolated it forward to today so i think the radon uh risk uh, lung cancer risk uh, just like secondhand smoke list is, uh, risk is overstated by the EPA. I can't prove it, but the point is that radon has now become a part of our legal and real estate culture. So if you got a high radon level, you got little kids sleeping in the basement. You you, you know their lungs growing t- uh, tissues. Uh, you know they're they're growing and including their lungs. And why take a chance on getting those alpha particles trapped in in the lungs of little kids who are growing and want to have a great future so get that radon out of the house 25 is very high level i would get that done sooner rather than later this is from mark i hear a burst of water running inside the house every half hour what do you think's going on i think um i should i wish i'd seen this question while brian was still here i think it's probably a bad flapper valve one of your toilets is letting you know that the water is leaking from the tank into the bowl and you want to get you know fix me fix me is what your (laughs) what your toilet is saying you can find out which one it is get some red food coloring that you'd use you know to make frosting or something and dump it in your toilet tanks if you got two or three four toilets in the house 
and just sit back and wait. Once you hear that burst of water, go find where the pink um, food coloring is in the bowl, and that's the naughty toilet, and you can fix it by adding a, a flapper valve. Now, the problem with flapper valves is they kind of look the same, but they're not the same in terms of diameter. Uh, it's it's can be complicated because all manufacturers have flapper valves and fill valves that are slightly different. So um, you might want to take the, if you find the bad toilet, the bad flapper valve, you can remove it, take it down to the hardware store to match it up. Or you can get one of the generic, there's, there are universal versions of flapper valves that you can get made by Oh, companies like Fluid Master that work pretty well. So you might have to, you know, I you always judge homeowner uh, DIY repairs by how many trips it takes to to, uh, to go to the hardware store before you're done. Might take you two or three trips to match up the flapper valve. But that food coloring thing is a great way to determine the bad flapper. Usually, so, it was like a two or three inch flapper you might need to get, depending on the. Depending the on the toilet, the uh, uh, Gerber toilets have a bigger hole because they evacuate quicker and, and flush more reliably. Some are smaller, some are bigger. So you got to kind of match it up with your brand. Anyway, that's all she wrote for the program. Uh, a Merry Christmas and a Happy Holidays and Happy New Year from all of us, Chris and me, that is. And Chris, thanks for your help today in the control room. A very nice job, as always. We thank Brian from Three Amigos uh, Plumbing being with us. Uh, God bless. Have a wonderful week. And again, Merry Christmas. We'll see you next time. Uh, And uh, have a good one right here on Around the House.